Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Seagal here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, the uh, sexual gender anarchy is exploding nationwide. All while that's happening, the elites have now decided to publicly come out and say who their number one enemy is. Yeah. What do you think that is, Doug? Number one enemy. I think I know. Uh, is it LGBTQ community? No. Democrats? Nope. Hmm. <laughs> I think we know. Christians? Vince. Yes, yes. Oddly enough, uh, it is believed to be the Christians. Mm-hmm. So well, can that even be true? Like, how could they be the number one enemy? Well, the thing to me, whenever you say elites, that right there... A lot of people, that throws up flags to them. They're like, oh, okay, here we go. They're going to talk about the elites. Who are these elites? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do they really exist, these elites? We try to expose who the elites are quite a bit, um, you know, and, and help people understand that. But, yes, because of, uh, you know, our beliefs and what we believe in the Bible um, and what we believe in our morals and uh, what is biblically correct, we are the number one enemy of the Elites. Well, and we've got some an, an article to share. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just us making this proclamation. It's actually a news um, network sharing this information, which is quite interesting when you start looking at it. I mean, I can see why that would be true. If the you know elite agenda, whatever, like you said, whoever these elites are, if the agenda is that LGBTQ stuff should be embraced by all mm-hmm. well if you're a bible believing christian you don't agree with that right and so therefore you are now not in favor of the agenda that's trying to be pushed right if you believe that marriage is between a man and a woman well that's a problem because it doesn't go along with this agenda Absolutely. if you believe that um, abortion should be something uh, that's included in health care and, um, you know, available to all and it shouldn't be considered murder. That's a problem because, you know, um, the elites want that to be available. And if you're a Bible-believing Christian, there, you know, I know Bible-believing Christians that say that this is okay. Right. That, that the church shouldn't be involved in this. And so I don't know how to reconcile all that very well. Um, but nonetheless, if you believe that life begins at conception, right. then you have to believe that abortion is murder. And if you believe that abortion is murder, then you aren't going along with the agenda, and therefore you would be an enemy of whoever this agenda belongs to. Right. I, that seems very logical to me. Yeah, yeah. You believe that God created them male and female. Oh, now there's another problem. Yeah, that makes you an enemy of the state. So, uh, well, I say the enemy of the state. It's the enemy of the elites. But, you know, I mean, the whole thing about it, Vince, is you can see um, the agendas that are there. We know they exist. We know that uh, there's a one-world government coming. We know this one-world government is uh, wanting to reduce... Uh, 
you know, the population and get the numbers down to keep us from overpopulating the earth. We've heard people actually say that. Bill Gates is one of the people that they have, you know, where he's actually made statements like that about reducing the population. So to keep abortion legal, to have gay marriage be a legal thing, well, these are ways that they, you know, are able to do that, to keep the numbers down. Uh, If we're killing babies by the millions every year, then, of course, those are babies that will never populate the earth. And so uh, one of the things that I realize that a lot of people uh, contact us about and say is that um, America is this evil mystery Babylon. And one of the reasons is because we have killed so many babies. But other countries have legalized abortion. We're not the only one. It's not like we were the only one. As a matter of fact, a lot of these other countries have spoken out since America, uh, you know, announced the other day since the Supreme Court ruled the way they did uh, that it was going to be left up to the individual states. And these other countries have said, hey, we'll help. We'll make a way for you to come to our country and get an abortion if you need to. Uh, So, you know, this is this is part of the deal. So anyway, it's not just America like we're the only ones that have been uh, having abortions for the last 50 years. So. To add to all that, if you believe that Jesus is the way yeah, and that you're not going to get to heaven through Allah, Buddha, or any of these other um, religious beliefs, if you believe the Bible is the true word of God, mm-hmm. well, that's going to hurt the world religious agenda. Right. Which... That's a whole nother conversation. Um, and so I can see how these things make Christians that believe the way the Bible teaches the number one enemy of, this, uh, of the elites because it's going against the agenda that they want everyone to believe. Right. If you look at any, I mean, we've played the clip here and we've, you know, a lot of people have seen it on other shows. It's not like it's something unique to us, but, you know, there's a clip of dozens of news anchors reading the same. Script. Right. It doesn't matter if it's Fox or CNN or all the major MSNBC, all the major networks. They're reading a script, mm-hmm. and it's all saying the same thing. As if you know these twenty-something networks were fed the script from just one or two people, right. one or two groups. And so there's, and, and we've looked into this as well. There's, there's certainly a, a there's an, an agenda that's higher than one organization that's being pushed out by multiple organizations. Mm -hmm. And so who is writing this agenda and who is trying to push it? And we, it's not really that hard to figure out now because people come, come out and say straight up, we are looking for a new world order through this COVID thing. We're going to launch a new world order. There's going to be a new establishment. We've talked about it here. I think it's by 2030. You're going to own nothing and be happy about it. And there's a whole other list of things that's gonna, that, that are being pushed, not only through the agenda that we hear in media, but also through laws that are passed and through policies that are established and so on. And so when we start looking at all that, it, it eerily starts reflecting a lot of stuff that we read about in the Bible that's going to happen just before the second coming of Jesus. Right. And so it gives us plenty of stuff to talk about on End of the Age where we explain current events through a lens of Bible prophecy. We're going to get into more after the break. 
So don't go anywhere. You can call us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I also want to remind you that June is a special month because we're doing a match campaign. Generous partners have made it possible for every donation that comes in up to 50000 to be doubled, and that's this month only, so you only have a few days left to help us out with that. Go to endtime.com slash 2x. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime That's 800-363-8463. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at End Time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We already have a number of calls, so if you'd like to get on the show today, you better call now and get your spot in line. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We have a number of conferences coming up in July, so you want to go to endtime.com slash events and check that out. Dave will be in your area teaching about prophecy. Uh, oddly enough, Doug, something a little out of the ordinary, I'll also be speaking this coming Sunday, July 3rd, um, I'm speaking in the 4 p.m. slot at the United in Freedom Tent Revival. It's a three- or four-day event, and I'll be on Sunday at, at 4 p.m. They are hoping that everyone that's coming will RSVP, um, and you can do that by going to endtime.com slash events. It's the top event there because uh, it's the next one happening. It's going to be in Ivanhoe, Texas. Are you familiar with Ivanhoe, Doug? I am, yeah. I've never heard of it. But I will see it this Sunday. So <laughs> yeah. um, it's going to be a good time. I hear uh, General Flynn might be there. There's a number of other people that um, will be speaking as well. So it's more than just the slot that I'm in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people have told us over the years that they'd like to know when we're going to be speaking in their area. So there you go. Uh, Is this going to be uh, broadcast over the Internet or anything like that, Vince, where people could watch that aren't in our state? I have no idea. 
that you have a website there they can go to. Endtime.com slash events, there's a link there where they can RSVP to it if they'd like to come. Excellent. But uh, people like Resistance Chicks are going to be there. Don't don't know who that is. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's a number of I, other folks. I know some of the other folks that are going to be there. Okay, like who? Now, well, the couple that used to be with Endtime. That's right. They were, on, they were on the show, and we know. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they started the billboard Endtime. campaign. Yep. Um, Banners yeah. for Freedom. Yes. Yep. So... Yeah, Very cool. if you're in the Ivanhoe, Texas area, uh, come out. I'd love to meet you. 4 p.m. on Sunday is when, about the time I'll be there. So I'd That's up to close to Bonham, up to the, the northern territory there, bordering Oklahoma and Texas in that area. So if you're in Oklahoma, it's not too too far of a jump just to drive over there. There we go. So. All right, Doug. Uh, number one enemy of the states is Christians. This is not... Uh, an article that we've written, but we think it's important to share. The Bible kind of talks about how Christians are going to be targeted. It does. Just before the second coming of Jesus. And so we want to make sure you're aware of this article that's coming out because you can kind of see the um, uh, things developing that will lead to something like this. And um, as all of you know, if you're watching on social media, uh, this is a topic that the people that run social media don't really want to be talked about. So uh, hit the share button, hit the heart icon. That helps us out a lot to get the message out. It also helps if you comment on the videos. Um, so do that. If you're watching live on Facebook, comment and let us know you're there. Ask a question there. We'll do our best to work it into the show. Um, and so let's get into this story, Doug. Elites finally reveal their number one enemy. The story from uh, WND, which is WorldNetDaily.com, says two shocking and unprecedented mega trends are unfolding simultaneously in the U.S. right now. The first, which is kind of what we've talked about a little bit, is the explosion of what can only be described as openly predatory targeting of America's children by legions of gender activists obsessed with seducing, grooming, and recruiting kids into the phantasmagoric transgender world of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, surgical amputation of healthy body parts, and astronomical suicide rates. While the sexual gender anarchy is exploding nationwide, and alongside it, of course, the rest of the Biden agenda from the engineering and ever-expanding foreign invasion of America across its southern border to destroying the nation's fossil fuel industry to bringing the U.S. to the brink of nuclear war with Russia, the very same political, financial, cultural, and sexual revolutionaries responsible for all this chaos have finally dared to come out and publicly identify who exactly they consider to be their biggest enemy. Christians. Mm-hmm. That's right. Bible-believing, Judeo, Judeo-Christian moral-affirming, Ten Commandments and Sermon on the Mount-loving, Christian believers are the real enemy. Of course, throughout the Biden era, many tricky substitute names for Christians have been stealthily deployed by those in power who daily blame white supremacists, conservative fascists, violent extremists, domestic terrorists, and other never-defined groups for everything they claim to find intolerable about America. Some of their attacks have been staggeringly idiotic, like officially branding parents as domestic terrorists for complaining at school board meetings about teachers indoctrinating their young children with Marxist critical race theory, 
yet fantastical and extreme as all this demonization of normal traditional values law-abiding Americans has been, there has always been a lingering sense that the ruling elites were holding something back, that they were not quite speaking plainly about what is really bothering them until now. The progressive ruling class has finally grown sufficiently brazen deranged and desperate to openly admit that the people it considers to be the true and ultimate enemy of America, or at least the America they envision, are those who identify as biblical Christians. And here's a few examples of some of the major media stories that have recently come out. Quote, with the Buffalo Massacre, white Christian nationalism strikes again. Another heading says, the religious rights hostility towards science is crippling our coronavirus response. Another one, white Christian nationalism is a fundamental threat to democracy. How Christian nationalism paved the way for January 6th. Christian nationalism on the rise in some GOP campaigns. And The View co-host blames Christian nationalism for mass shootings. What is new right now, however, is one, the extreme and ubiquitous Sodom and Gomorrah level of moral depravity in America, along with, two, the absolutely shocking campaign to recruit the nation's children into deviant sexual and gender identities and lifestyles, and three, the fact that all this is not merely tolerated by wildly celebrated and glorified by almost all of America's most powerful institutions, from its schools to its governments to its news and entertainment media. Parallel to all this is the rapidly increasing demonization of those Americans who hold to the traditional Judeo-Christian moral values that form the very foundation of the American experiment, the biblical principles of morality and justice woven into the U.S. Constitution and legal system, and which for over two centuries have made America the greatest, freest, and most prosperous nation in all of human history. That is why the current power-mad elites hate genuine Christianity, and why the ruling class is at war with and daily attacking America's Christian foundations with increasing ferocity. Man, that's a big old article. I'm going to take, take some of that for Sunday. <laughs> that's, you know, that's only a little bit of that article, too. And, and I mean, it's just amazing at uh, the fact that we see these other news organizations and the, um, you know, the titles of their stories are all pointing back to what they call uh, Christian extremism. And, and so, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, how during the Obama administration, there was even a, a uh, military paper that was written that was saying that people that fundamentally believe that uh, the Bible was the infallible word of God, uh, that we are the ones that are dangerous to this nation. The people that believe in the Bible, the people that believe in the Second Amendment, uh, the people that fly American flags, these nationalist uh, white Christians, that we are the, uh, the problem here in the United States of America. We're, we're the problem. Well, if, if the reason why I'm the problem is because I believe what the Bible says about all the things we talked about at the top of the hour, uh, you know, that uh, there's two genders, that marriage is between a man and a woman, that uh, a Life begins at conception. All those things that the Bible talks about. I mean, the Bible says that I knew you before, you know, it, you entered into the womb. I mean, God knows us. And, and we like to take that and say, well, that's your belief because you believe the Bible. Uh, 
you know, there's Christians out there that go to churches. There's Christians, I guess I should say, that go to churches that don't really believe what the Bible teaches. And, you know, we, we probably make some of those folks upset and angry because we get on here and talk about what the Bible says. And you made the statement that, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine a Christian believing in wanting to kill a child. And so that probably makes some people mad that consider themselves Christians. And so you can see why we are considered uh, kind of the enemy because we believe that the Bible is the infallible word of God. It's the truth. And uh, that God breathed that scripture into life and that men pinned it down for us. Um, You know, if you believe that, you're a danger to what the agenda is in the world for pushing all this stuff. And they're pushing it on children that are as young as kindergarten age children now. And that's a danger. You know, that to me, that's child abuse. And it used to be child abuse. Like I've said before, I graduated high school in 1985. And whenever I was in my uh, social studies classes, we talked about this kind of behavior being a mental disorder. But nowadays, it's not considered a mental disorder. It's, it's normal. And people should be able to love whoever they want to love and do whatever they want to do. Dave said it yesterday. If it feels good, do it. That's the generation we live in nowadays. So it's true. It is true, and you know, I I have um, you know sincere care for you know these Christians that don't necessarily agree with with me. You know, I have to acknowledge that we are on a discipleship journey, mm-hmm. and there are some folks, you know, who are brand new. They maybe just learned about Jesus last week. I mean, there are people we're connected to that. Just, I mean, we just heard how they never had heard about Jesus ever yeah, and just did for the first time. And so I look at that and I go, you know, there are people who have just recently been born again who don't understand everything. They maybe have never read the whole Bible or even much more than a few scriptures that someone taught them in a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And so I certainly don't want to uh, be irresponsible and come across as hateful or uh, mean or whatever. I do want to tell the truth in love. Yeah. But I have to acknowledge that there are some people who are pursuing God that, and, and I have to come out as saying, I probably don't have everything worked out either. Well, none you know, of us I, do. I yeah. believe that, you know, what I, I believe the core doctrines, mm-hmm. but I know that there's stuff in me that the Lord is still working on. And I've got to come to him sincerely and go, Lord, you know I'm a man. You know I've got this flesh that you have, I guess, he, he's designed us to be this way. And I have to come to him sincerely and go, Lord, I need your help. Yeah. I can't do this alone. I don't get everything. I don't know how to respond to social issues properly to um be able to please everyone and nor do I want to please everyone necessarily but I don't want to close the door where I can't help minister to them and so it's a big wrestling match for us but one thing we say is you know here at end time we're committed to telling people the truth yeah and um, we're going to do that to the best of our ability and one of the ways we do that is through this show into the age we're on every single day it's made available totally free every weekday rather uh, Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 Central Time. Totally free because of generous partners. You give and it allows us to do this show. It's free on the internet, free on the radio, free on television every week. 
around the world. And so this is an amazing thing, and it's possible because of your partnership through giving and through prayer. Uh, I'll mention again, this month in June, we have a a match campaign going on. We had a generous partner say, I'm going to double every contribution up to $50,000. So if you want to participate in that in the month of June, uh, we have two days after today left. So endtime.com slash 2x, every contribution through there will be doubled uh, up to $50,000. You can also call 800-END-TIME to participate in that. So uh, we're now, very excited about that. let me ask that. you, does that include people who give monthly? Does that include their monthly gift? No. Uh, okay. they, they have to go through that link or okay, call and specifically I, say. what I was thinking, and I told people that yesterday yeah. they were asking. Yeah, so if, if they have a recurring that. gift set up, None yeah. of that gets counted towards it. Right. You know, the idea of the partner, um, the idea that the partner's doubling is that they're trying to encourage um, additional gifts and, right. and try to help us increase some funding. So, you know, we have a huge construction project here going on. We have tons of television and radio stations we need to be on and expand, right. and all this stuff costs money. And so, um, obviously, we can't do it without money or miraculous intervention. And we believe we've seen both happen. And we believe for both to occur. And so, uh, yeah, if you want to participate in that, it has to go through endtime.com slash 2x or you call in and mention the match campaign specifically. All right. Well, all right. So Christians being the number one enemy, Doug, mm-hmm. that feels so foreign. I know, you know, being raised around Irvin Baxter and for the first however many years of my life, I actually lived in his home part-time. My parents were divorced right after I was born. And so the custody arrangement somehow was that I would be at my dad's house on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and Saturday morning. And then I'd be at my mom's house on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday night. (laughs) Sounds crazy. How could that be the... (laughs) appropriate setup. Nonetheless, that was the setup. And so for the first several years of my life, I was at his house on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday night. And so uh, being raised in his home, I've heard a lot about this Christians being the number one enemy and that there is a great tribulation coming and we're going to be persecuted for our belief. Uh, I used to calculate that I've got seven years and you know, before Jesus is coming back. And there's a lot to do there. We can't get into it before this break happens, but we will after the break. So don't go anywhere. Give us a call, 877-IN-TIME, 877-363-8463. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. 
the symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls today and we want to get right to the phones. We're talking about um, Christians, the number one enemy of the state. It's an article that just came out on World Net Daily detailing how this appears to be the uh, coming out party for the elites and how they are targeting Christians. We went into that into detail uh, in the last segment, so we won't revisit all of that uh, now, but we do want to get to the phone, so let's get straight to them. Robert in Texas, welcome to Into the Age, Robert. Hey, how you doing, guys? You hear me okay? I can hear you good. Thank you. Okay. Hey, um, yeah, we're all talking about this, uh, you know, calling us uh, believers as extremists and all that, but you also talked about uh, how they want to bring in the children into their, uh, you know, cross-gendering and, uh, you know, what lose their identity as who they really are. But I was just thinking, you know, that, and I guess in their minds they feel they have to because in reality they can't really create their own children. You think about it. I mean, uh, a man that wants or is a transgender is going to be a woman. You can't have a child by, by, you know, in a natural way. And a woman, wants a transgender, becomes a man and there's no way. So they have to go and bring in the children to kind of like, uh, like we do naturally, uh, appropriate, you know, the world, kind of like that. But they have to do it by stealing the children from us. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I I understand exactly what you're trying to say. And, you know, the fact that they're going after the children, that in itself is, uh, it's dangerous for them. I mean, I know it may not be in this life that we live right now, but there's coming a judgment day uh, where they'll have to stand before the Lord and what they've done. And uh, they're so blatant in the way they're doing it and the things that they're doing. I mean, there have been reports of these transgenders going to uh, read story time at the library who have actually been convicted of uh, pedophilia. And uh, they are convicted criminals who are dressed as women that are men, and they're reading storybook time to these children. And nobody's checking that out at this point. It's like, okay, anything goes, and nobody's calling the people out for what they are. But there's actually been parents that have gone to these events that have called these things to the attention of people and there's finally people that are trying to stand up to this and of course that's going to spark even more of what you're saying but you know the bible tells us that anyone who causes one the little ones 
to to fall or to uh, be in sin that uh, it'd be better off if they just took a millstone and tied it around their neck and jumped into the the ocean and and so I mean that's that's kind of the warning of people who are going to hurt children and do things to little children and, and cause them to stray or fall into sin and uh, so it's a dangerous game that they're playing because uh, they will have to face that judgment one day but to turn around and then say that we're the problem that Christian people that believe the way the Bible teaches is the problem. Uh, you know, that's something that I think we've always kind of known that it was going to be like that because Jesus gave us warning of it. Uh, but we're starting to see it kind of play out in our lifetime. And I really uh, am kind of shocked today because I never thought that it would be in this country the way it is blatantly uh, in this country right now. And especially under this administration we're under because this seems like an attack on the Christian family uh, is what it seems like to me. Well, that's the only way they can do it. Yeah. I mean, we're, like the Bible says, so Jesus said, occupy until I come, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. So they have to. I mean, we're the ones that stand in the way in that sense, you know, spiritually. Right. As we do battle, you know, spiritual warfare. Yeah. So, yeah. Nobody else is going to stop them. I mean, these people, they may do it blindly. They don't know God or anything, but they're being backed by powerful people and government. That's absolutely right. So, yes, sir. You know, who has the greater sin when it comes to that? Right. You know? Well, you they know that. say, well, I just don't know. But you cannot tell me that these leaders don't know. They do know. But they have an agenda, like you said, and and I'm going to let you go. I don't want to take a lot of time, but they lost four years when Trump came in. Okay, they had they have a time, right? A time limit they have set. They yeah. lost four years, so now they're coming out blatantly, not even trying to hide it anymore. Absolutely, because they they have to catch up. Yes, sir. And we're watching well, anyway, it quickly tough. spin out of control in the past couple of years. Yes, sir. You can see it. Anyway, uh, you guys are doing a great job, so thanks for everything. Keep doing, doing the job you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. God bless you. Let's go to Pat in Michigan. Pat, welcome to End of the Age. Yeah. Hi, um, brothers. Yeah. Actually, in terms of what you were just reading, you're, they're darn right. We are their greatest enemy. Because we have the power of prayer, Mm -hmm. which we just saw fulfilled last Friday with the Roe versus Wade ruling. What I wanted to ask you, though, is, excuse me, I'm catching my breath. Um, I heard, I think I heard or I read, if I could remember my source, that would be good. But, you know, President uh, Biden is over with the G7. And he made a statement that, I'm paraphrasing, that he was embarrassed by these rulings, the, the uh, Second Amendment ruling, but particularly the Roe ruling, and that he was embarrassed because we weren't lining up and aligning ourselves with the globalists. He didn't use the term globalists, of course, but he right. was basically apologizing for our uh, values and our stand against this evil. 
my question to you guys is, do you see this, as I do, part of the fulfillment of our Revelation 12:14? in that this separates us from the, particularly the European um, worldview with these rulings? Well, that's my question. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a great observation, too, because yeah. this definitely is setting us apart from a lot of the world, and a lot of the world is upset about it. I mean, there's been Amen. other nations who have come out and, you know, chastised that uh, that uh, uh, news that came out on Friday. And so we've, we've got these other countries that are saying things about this country and how you know, we'll take your people in that need to get an abortion and we'll help them and, uh, you know, all that. So, yeah, they, we're definitely pushing back against that uh, world government belief and what they're pushing. And some of the things, you know, I mean, they, they've talked about other things that could be coming up with this uh, Supreme Court. So we'll just kind of have to yeah. wait and see. But it does look like we're moving in uh, a step back toward God, like Dave was talking about yesterday. I think we have to give God all the glory for this. Uh, you know, we had people asking yesterday, uh, you know, well, how can how can this be God if he's allowed all these babies to, to die in the past? And, and now you're saying, well, God intervened. Well, because we are in a fallen world and we are fallen people yes. and we live in a yes. sinful uh, state. But those of us who are seeking God and calling upon his name and doing what the Bible tells us to do, we're repenting of our sins, we're, we're turning yes. back and calling upon the name of Jesus Christ and asking yes. him to begin to heal our land. He's hearing our prayers. And so the glory Amen. goes to God. And, and if God put Trump in place for this particular yeah. reason, just to get this Supreme Court set up the way it is now to reverse some of these things that are ungodly, then I say amen. amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Me too. And I remember Urban used to say so frequently that we would not be aligned with particularly the European Union mm-hmm. because of our and because of our of our values and standing with Israel. And to me this just makes us they think we're Neanderthals. Right. I had we had French um student, uh, exchange student, one summer, and then their parents came, and the dad asked his wife in French if we were cults, part of a cult, because of our Christian beliefs. These basic ones, like abortion, anti-abortion, marriage, that whole thing. So um, I believe that this is part of us, part of our uh, destiny as a great eagle, pulling us and estranging us mm-hmm. from the Europeans or the globalists, let's put it that way. So I won't take any that. more time, but I just, yeah, yeah, the Lord. Well, i tell you what, if we are part of a cult, that's okay, because the first church Amen. was called a, a cult as well. When they called the Christians that follow Jesus Christ a sect, that was a cult. That's basically what they call them, and they call them a sect ah. of the way because Jesus said, I yes, am the right. way. And I am proud to be in that cult, if that's what I am. Me too, brother. (laughs) Yes, amen. I'll let you go so that other people can call you. Thank you for your call, Pat. We appreciate it. Love you guys. Bye. Irvin used to say that um, 
some people get accused of being brainwashed. And he said, but some people need to be brainwashed. <laughs> they need that cleaned up. And, you know, the disciples referred to it as being transformed yeah. or being born again. Yeah. That's such a weird idea. I mean, being born again. And, there, you know, there's even a record of, of this being questioned. What do you mean? I got to go back in my mother's womb? Yeah. Well, it doesn't mean that. But it means something where we are transformed. We talk about what it means to be born again at endtime.com slash reborn. And we would encourage everyone to go there and read that uh, blog post that we have. If you prefer something in print, we do make the uh, flyer available. You can call 800-END-TIME. But you can access it right this second by going to endtime.com slash reborn. Doug, I was getting to it a little bit a few minutes ago, but... It seems so weird that this could be a reality, that Christians could be the enemy um, of the elites because I remember growing up how that's not how Christians were viewed. You know, it was like it was a good thing to be a Christian. It was celebrated to be a Christian because uh, by, by proclaiming and not just proclaiming but living it out, you were trusted. You, you know, someone could trust you now. There's been plenty of people who proclaim to be Christians that didn't, uh, that weren't trustworthy because of their behavior. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, I grew up where that was a thing. It was like, okay, these guys are Christians. There's nothing to worry about. Now, some of that, we don't need to get in on this show because there were some people who we needed the gift of discernment on. But nonetheless, um, but now it's like, okay. It's being featured so frequently and, and hammered in our brains from through all the media that that isn't so and that there's all these problems. And there's plenty of problems. We realize that. Yeah. But at the same time, to, for Christians to be so attacked, it just that's not how I grew up. Even though I grew up around Irvin Baxter saying that that day was coming. And so it just seems surreal. Mm-hmm. It's almost unbelievable that that we're there today. People trying to dis- disguise their Christianity by not wanting you to know about what they do on Sundays. <laughs> and because they're not living that way throughout the week. But I don't know, Doug. It's just crazy to think that we're there. Uh, we're getting more into that on the other side of the break. We'll also get to more of your calls. You can join us at 877-IN-TIME, 877-363-8463. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner.
Welcome back to End of the Age. Are Christians the number one enemy of the elites? That's what we're talking about today. Let's go to Charles in Mississippi. Charles, welcome to End of the Age. Hello, hello, gentlemen. I have a couple of thoughts. One is I kind of agree with the Christians are the biggest threat. At least a couple of them are. <laughs> Joe Biden's a Christian, isn't he? Nancy Pelosi's a Christian. There's nobody a bigger threat to America, as far as I'm concerned, than them two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they claim to be Christian. You're right. I think they would they would specify Catholic, but either yeah. way, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's one other thing. You cannot change a man to a woman or a woman to a man. I don't care how much surgery you have. It's impossible. Amen. I agree with you completely. All right, Charles, thank you so much for your thoughts. We appreciate you calling in. <laughs> Uh, we certainly agree with that. What's that? You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Oh, boy. <laughs> Doug, you are going to get lots of hate hey, email for that. That's just the saying. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the saying. Let's go to Pam in Iowa. Moving on, Brother Doug. Let's go to Pam in <laughs> Iowa. Pam, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Hi, I Pam. I was uh, reading an article, and uh, you were talking about the, uh, the Supreme Court. And today I was reading where they... Uh, was saying that they wanted to defend Christian rights in that uh, the government can't have um, imaginary, I guess, like charges against people, and they would defend individuals' rights to, you know, worship and, and churches' rights to gather. Like they, when they put the restrictions on churches during COVID, that that shouldn't have happened. So I thought that was a good thing to see, that this Supreme Court is standing up a little bit more for our, our religious rights. And also, uh, I wanted to just read this for you, and I, I, I know you're going to, I don't know what your opinion would be, but I believe we're heading, to, you know, we are heading toward a tyrannical government, and it says that the tyranny uh, is uh, when one person or a small group of people has too much power, and it becomes relatively easy to abuse it at the expense of innocent citizens. And I see that happening with this Biden administration and this government and the abuse of power, and I'm just thankful for my sister that called in earlier and everyone that's calling in to pray, and uh, the Lord said that if my people will turn and pray and, and seek his face, that he'll heal this land, and I'm believing that that's what's going to happen and that we are going to stand apart from the rest of the world. I really yeah. appreciate what you're saying and telling us about these things because uh, a lot of people don't know. Right. And you're right, and we have gotten some victories here this past week because uh, the Supreme Court decision on uh, Roe v. Wade was not the only thing that we've gotten a victory over. You know, prayer uh, being back in school and uh, Mm -hmm. like the football coach that is, it was found that that it is his constitutional right to be able to Mm -hmm. pray on that field. Those are huge things. And and Mm -hmm. maybe, like we said before, maybe these are steps back for this country back toward the Lord. Uh, but we need to give God praise for them. And I think also mm-hmm. that we need to continue to pray. Uh, you know, I believe that that the Lord is showing us these small victories right now at a time where uh, it was beginning to feel like, you know, we didn't have hope. Uh, we're being mm-hmm. beat down economically. Uh, we're, we're having things shoved down our throat like this LGBT stuff. 
Uh, and, and so it just seemed like, you know, Lord, I don't know how much more everybody can take. And then the Lord says, well, I'm going to give you some victories. I'm going to let you see some things. Because, you know, God's promised us that he'll do our fighting for us. That mm-hmm. we just need to be still and know that he's God. Let him do the things that he's going to do for us. Uh, but at the same time, we do have a Christian voice and we can we can fight this in a spiritual level. You know, mm-hmm. we've said often that that our battle is not against flesh and blood, uh, but against powers and principalities and spirits. And and so we need to be praying. And uh, I said a couple of weeks ago, coming up on the 4th of July, you know, I, I wish everybody in the country on the 4th of July, when the day we celebrate our freedom, <laughs> that we would pray you know, get our families together when we're having those cookouts and those barbecues and get in a circle in the yard and just pray and lift up uh, praise and, and give God glory for what he's doing in this country because he is moving. Amen. And, you know, when you say that, I think about when they're trying to indoctrinate these young children and all this, people are seeing this. And the Lord said when the enemy comes in like a flood, he will raise up a standard. And we are seeing more Christians standing up and more Christians speaking out and more people praying and churches are getting full. And I just thank God because we know the Lord has always got a raising up a standard. There's always people that are going to stand up and speak out. And Amen. all my brothers and sisters out there continue to pray, 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 and witness. As long as we can witness in this country, do it. Amen. Yes, and when we can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for your call, Pam. We appreciate it very much. Let's go thank to... You. Trey in Texas. Trey, welcome to End of the Age. Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for taking the call. I was going to say, uh, this is... Trey, we can, we can barely... You kind of muffled, if you uh, could... Okay. Are you, can you hear me now? That's better. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I want to say, this is no surprise uh, with what we've seen in the last uh, week or so. We do live in two Americas. I remember Pat Buchanan in 92 talking about the culture war about the, the divide along ideological and moral lines. This has been going on since the 1960s with the summer of love. Mm-hmm. 1970s, we've had the glorification of alcohol, tobacco, and sex. And then also, uh, also uh, with all these movies like Philadelphia, American Gigolo, uh, things that back in the 50s, you know, would just never be unheard, would, ever, would never want to be seen. Uh, we see all this glorification of, the, of the, the transgender and LBGTQ starting back in the 70s and 80s. It, it's flowered out. It's, it's, bare, it's born its fruit. And we saw all the rays in cities like Philadelphia, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., Washington, D.C., and even here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing I know to tell p- people uh, here in the Christian community is that, yes, we do need to pray and, 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 and witness. But more importantly, or just as importantly, we need to make sure that we're registered to vote and vote for the vote for the people in office or who are running for office that represent our values, and also to donate to them as much as you can. Amen. Because if we don't do that, we're not participating in our government, and we'll just be giving away the store to all the all the secularists, all the homosexuals, all the transgenders, all those people, and we'll we'll, ne- we'll be shut out of this society. So the only really the only two two tools we have besides prayer are or voting and donating. And uh, I just encourage your, your viewers and listeners and your readers to, to make sure that you're registered to vote and make sure that you can donate something to the candidates that represent us and our values. I say otherwise, we, we're, we're giving away our country to, to the other side. Yeah. 
All right, thank you for your call, Trey. We appreciate it very much. You know, Doug, as Trey was talking, it reminded me of uh, Daniel praying in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had been taken captive by a world government. Yeah. And they didn't have money. They didn't have possessions. They didn't have resources. They were under total control of this world government, or at least this world power. Yeah. All they could do was pray and trust in the Lord. Yeah. And the enemy tried to stop that. He sure did. Yeah. So. And how'd work that work out? out? Didn't work out too good for him. But it worked out great for those that were praying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just think when we don't have, right now we have prayer mm-hmm. and it's very powerful and sometimes perhaps we feel like nothing is happening or yeah. why should I do this? It's been years since I feel like the Lord heard me or whatever our thoughts may be. You know, a lot of thoughts go into our mind when we start trying to pray. Right. Um, but prayer changes things and prayer moves mountains. That's, you know, one of the, the resources we have, Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. Yeah. It's a little book I put together based off of devotions that he taught us during our morning prayer time. So yeah. It's not like I authored it necessarily, but I just recorded him and then modified it to <laughs> uh, be something that you could read. And so we tell stories in there of how prayer changed things and how it can change things for people in their lives. And, Absolutely. And, um, you know, I would encourage everyone to enhance their prayer. Yeah. Study prayer. Pray like what you're studying says to pray. Pray a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Pray when you're driving to work. You know, it's unbelievable these days. I drive by people and they are on their phone scrolling through who knows what while they're driving. <laughs> Man, if we would replace that time with some prayer, yeah. what could that do to our experience that day at work? Yeah. Or our attitudes when we get home to our spouses or our children or whatever. Man, I think we need a revival of prayer. And like you said, July 4th would be a great day to be intentional about it. Yeah. with our family as a whole, but why not wait? Why wait? Why not start today, June 28th? Right, absolutely. Start by praying today. Yeah. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, the kids were out, and we had all gone to church and went out to eat after church to a restaurant there locally. And looking around that restaurant, I saw families holding hands and praying around that table. It's important that we as adults are teaching our children to pray. Uh, you know, and, and that's something that those those kids, the Bible says, you know, if you train up a child, he'll not depart from the ways of God. And we, if we begin to do that, our kids are going to be able to understand when something's wrong. You know, when they're being taught something that goes against what uh, the Bible says. If we're training our children up in the Word of God and we're praying with our kids, we're teaching them uh, values that, uh, you know, you can't put a price tag on. And... So it was very encouraging to look around and see these young families with their children holding hands and praying before they ate because they're teaching them, you know, just very important values about prayer and being thankful for what they have. So, Doug, you've been praying for a while now, a few decades at least. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you find that more times than not an answer or clarity on what you're praying about doesn't happen immediately? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's 
days, weeks, months, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's even been some times where there's been years. And you I'd know, say there's probably some things that you've been praying about for a really long time that mm-hmm. still haven't happened. Yeah. Yep. At least the way you think they should. Absolutely. <laughs> you get encouraged knowing that you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've told people before, there, there's answers to prayers even when you think there's not. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's wait. You know, just wait. It's not time yet for that mm-hmm. uh, prayer to be answered. God's got something else in mind. He's going to show me something. He's going to take me through something that's going to help shape me and mold me into who I need to be before he answers that prayer. Yeah. And, you know, so. Well, you know, it's like the old joke goes, don't pray for patience. Yeah. And it's not that you're going to magically be gifted with patience. It's that a lot of times when you ask the Lord to give you patience, you get to go through some trials. Yeah, absolutely. You get to hit that traffic jam. <laughs> you get to deal with whatever's going on that's crazy that's going to require patience. Yeah. And so a lot of times the Lord answers us in some life experiences. Absolutely. That then allow those things to develop in us and yeah. around us. And so I'm looking at this going, are Christians the enemy of the elite? I don't really care because I'm on Jesus' side. Right, yeah. And me plus Jesus is a majority no matter who I'm facing. That's right. So I don't care who's behind it, what fictional creature might be at power or whatever, you know, like what world system is coming after me. Mm -hmm. I've got Jesus. Right. So I don't have to be afraid. Why should I worry? There you go. What's there to worry about? You got 10 seconds, Doug. We didn't get to all our callers, but what would you leave us with? I'd just leave you with, uh, you know, there's nothing more important than that power of prayer. And sometimes, like we're talking about today, it requires even some fasting. And if you don't really understand uh, what that means to fast, there's a lot of biblical um, information there that kind of shows you what to do. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.